Welcome to Change of Plans. I'm Andres Zuleta. On Change of Plans, we feature stories of resilience and reinvention, interviewing entrepreneurs and other creative individuals who have found fun and inspiring ways to adapt to sudden, unexpected challenges. My guest today is Melanie Fernandez of Miami-based House of Lilac. When the coronavirus dried up her supply of fresh flowers, Melanie found a beautiful way to keep her flower business going. Melanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, I love your story. I'm wondering if, you know, for our listeners who aren't familiar with House of Lilac, if you can just kind of briefly tell us about what you do and kind of what normal looked like before everything went crazy. So um, House of Lilac is a flower company. We are based in Miami and we are in the business of everyday flowers. And what does that mean? We deliver flowers for birthdays and for everyday occasions. We do a lot of small, small dinner parties, so small occasions. Uh, so we don't focus on a lot of like the bigger event production kind of stuff. So we are in essence, basically a flower shop. We do have a brick and mortar. However, we did start online and the brick and mortar sort of came after the fact, which is a little bit rare for, I think, a, a flower shop. Um, and before, uh, before COVID, we were doing just that. So we had a lot of, um, like I mentioned, we, a good chunk of our business does come from the point of sale, does come from the storefront. And a good chunk of the business does come from those small events. So we had a lot of those booked and we were continuing to do just the everyday deliveries. Okay. So that's really interesting. So you actually came uh, from an online background, which I'm guessing has served you in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. Um, One of the things that I have always focused on doing with my business, um, I had, I had my kids like around the time I started the business. So having a storefront wasn't necessarily something that was easy. Um, so having a really well run and well designed and very functional website was something that other flower companies didn't have and weren't doing necessarily. And that was sort of my way of standing out from all the others was having an e-commerce site that, and also being a millennial, right? Having an e-commerce site that was fully functional and that was going to serve my market better than just, you know, the brick and mortar walking in the door. Um, okay. So, you know, for so many small businesses and just people in general, um, of course, the whole coronavirus pandemic was disruptive in so many ways, but was there a, a specific moment that you can remember where you basically realized that you're existing business model was going to need to shift completely? Uh, Yeah, it was the week that the quarantine started. So the week that they sort of put us on, you know, everyone on lockdown and curfews and the whole nine yards. So I just saw our sales drop, right? Like I were e-commerce. So, you know, the orders come in through the morning and it was March, what is supposed to be a pretty busy month for us. That week was just eerily slow. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Either I sit here and nothing's going to happen for the next month, or I do something about it and I figure out how we're going to 
pay operating expenses, right? Because I still had employees, I still had rent, I still had things to pay. And I went on Insta Instagram and I ended up really just posting an IGTV, but I recorded myself talking about the reality of a small business. You know, you have to pay bills, like you have all these, you know, the world can stop, but you still have things that are due and owing. And I just thought of, of I thought of creative ways that we could sell our product. And that's sort of like how the pivot started. Um, I was working, I'm, I mean, I'm a flower business, right? So I'm working with my distributors and if my distributors aren't getting flowers, I'm not getting flowers. So at that point there was a lot of communication with them. Are you, do you still have flowers? Are you getting flowers? And one of my vendors was basically had a whole market, like a whole cooler stocked with flowers. And they told me after this, there's nothing. Like we're not going to get anything because, you know, the flights are stopping and we're in Miami. So everything's imported. Um, the flights are stopping and we just, we can't get anything else. So, I mean, basically this is all yours. So I went on IGTV and I just told people, you know, buy flowers, your home. And we ran a promotion. I think we ended up doing like a free delivery. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see if it works. And that last week of March, like going into April was crazy i mean my supplier ended up giving me all these flowers basically at a super discounted price because he's like either i throw them away or you take them so i'll give them to you at a discount and we just used all these flowers and we we took the risk right like we took that risk during that covid time and wearing masks and delivering things ourselves and being extra careful and it was it was wild i mean march was wild okay so that was your last i mean that was basically your last kind of batch of flowers and you yeah. kind of went out with a bang. Yeah. I was like my last hurrah. I'm like, I got to end March like, like crazy if I'm going to end this, you know, if I'm, if I'm about to go into basically the apocalypse. Um, and that's what we did. So once you ran out of fresh flowers, what happened? Yes. Yeah. There was an, in a sense, two pivots, right? Like I had the one pivot right when COVID started, which was end of March. We just had promotions. And then come April, I had, I didn't have fresh flowers, right? So second pivot, what I ended up doing was I thought to myself, okay, what can I sell? So we have gift boxes that I, we've always had on the website. So that was one option. Option number two ended up being, what do I sell in store that I don't have online? And I have, you know, we have inventory and we have like actual like product, right? Gift product. But one of the things that sold the most was dried flowers and I would bring them in, I would buy them at market and I would only have them on display. And I never ended up putting them online to be quite honest, because it was just too much of a hassle. Like we were, we've, we've grown a lot over the past few months and we, I was just busy and it never, I never got around to it. And I had these dried flowers and I had a, literally a store full of them. And I thought, okay, I have to move stuff. So let me just make these dried flower bouquets and I can market to people who are home all the time. And the moment that we put it out there, I mean, people just went wild. Um, dry flowers are just amazing. They're, they're beautiful. They're real. They're just preserved and dried. And it's an amazing, there was a whole other clientele that I realized I, I hadn't been catering to because it was all these, I mean, there's overlap, but there's all this whole group of people that doesn't necessarily want to deal with flower upkeep, right? And mm -hmm. these were the people that, that wanted to buy these dried flowers because they wanted flowers for their home, but they didn't want to have to deal with them dying. So I almost just tapped into this whole other clientele 
not only on a national level but also on a local level just people that that were just loved it um and i ended up we were coming in three days a week just to ship just to fulfill orders and ups would come and they would take it and we made more working like 12 times that month than we did like in april i mean i'm sorry in may in march so we kind of just ran with it so when you started selling the dried flowers and you crossed your fingers and you know you hoped that people would be into it how did you get the word out and did you do anything specific to kind of expand your scope nationally yeah so uh instagram is a huge platform for us we i'm very vocal on instagram on stories and I, I mean, I would have probably have to say about like 90% of our business comes from Instagram. So um, I was just on stories all the time and people were home, right? And we, I always run Facebook ads um, and it was no different. You know, I always have an ad running and that month we just decided to run an ad for dried flowers and that brought a lot of national attention, I think. I don't even God. I don't even know what month it is. Quite honestly, it's like such a blur. But I think around, <laughs> I think at some point last month we ended up we got like a really good feature on Forbes, and that helped as well. Um, but at the beginning, it was just very organic in the sense of just putting doing the same things we've always done, right? As opposed to me doing a local Instagram Facebook ad, I was doing a national one for these dried flowers, and that did a good job of spreading word and finding other people to, um, that would want to buy these dried flowers. Okay. So the dried flowers took off in possibly in a way that you couldn't have really imagined, but has that momentum kept going? I mean, have they stayed as popular and also is there, I don't really know much about the flower industry. I'm sorry, but is there, you know, kind of a limited supply there too, or has that kind of picked up? So it's super popular. I, it was very, very crazy in April. Um, but that's also all I was selling. And I think what's happened since is that I, I brought fresh flowers back in because we now have access to them, but it's still doing really, really well. Local clients are buying it. National clients are buying it. And they've only gotten better over time, honestly, because now I do have ac more access to more dried flowers. What was happening at the beginning was the same way that I didn't have access to fresh flowers. I actually didn't have access to dried flowers either. The positive about dried flowers was that I had it in inventory. So I just sold through my inventory and it happened to be, thank God, that at the time that flowers started coming back and flights started again, I had just run out of my, I had just depleted of my store inventory. So I was able to, to secure dried flowers at that point and I mean, and they've only just gotten better because I have more access to different varieties, right? And we've learned in, in shop, because we've been doing this for now two months, like we've learned to dry our own flowers and we've learned what works better. So, I mean, in my opinion, they're so much better now than they were two months ago. But I mean, that's like everything in every business, right? So it's really opened my eyes, I think, more than anything as to, you know, what to this other whole avenue of the business that I didn't realize was was a potential one. and. And that's probably the most exciting part of all of it. You've had a really, I would say, you know, wonderful sounding outcome to all of this, but was there a moment early on where you and your staff kind of freaked out? 
Yeah. I mean, I think we were freaked out about a lot of things. I, I don't, you know, I try not to freak them out. <laughs> um, was I freaked out? You know, I think I was more freaked out about someone getting sick more than anything. So, you know, making sure that certain measures were taken so that everyone was going to be safe was the first priority. Um, and everything else just sort of fell to the wayside and everything else just wasn't important. Right. Like one of my employees, um, he has a daughter. I mean, we, we, I have kids and he has kids, but he was, was always home with her. Like they didn't have like childcare help. So he had to be home. So we were down one employee. And then my other only employee is pregnant. So at that point it was just like, right, we're prioritizing here. Like I'm delivering me because I wanted to save as much money as I can. I mean, we typically use a courier and you know, I think for me, first and foremost, the scariness came from the actual like virus itself. You know, I, we have money saved, I will say, and I've learned to save money because you never know. Um, so I, this is going to sound crazy, but I mean, the fact that everyone was on the same boat is always a little bit more reassuring, right? Like you're not doing anything wrong. This is just sort of a pandemic and it is what it is. And it's like, you just have to find what's in your control and you sort of try and, and, and take control of that. I think mm -hmm. any seasoned business owner, yeah, is going to be scary, but things happen. And I mean, I've seen downs in my business and you go through that stuff and you just, you know, you try your best to react okay or react in like a good manner every time it happens if it does happen right so if that means you have to prep your business if that means you have to have a savings you know just try and do whatever you can so that the next time something god forbid but the next time anything similar to this happens like you're on you're going to be okay you know yeah and i love the idea that when everything what seemed you know could have seemed quite disheartening that you were able to, I mean, it's kind of beautiful, look around your flower store, which I'm sure is gorgeous, and, you know, find these dried flowers and just have kind of a light bulb moment and have that actually turn into a success story. You know, so when all this sort of happened, it was, I know people want flowers because that whole month of March, you know, we, it was that last hurrah, right? Like we sold all these things. So what can I give people? Because I know that they're home. And I mean, to be quite honest, it was sort of a sad time, right? Like people want things to make them happy. And I, I am in the business of making people happy, to be honest. So what can I do? And what do I have? And what can I give people? And I've learned over time to just listen to your customers. I mean, that's a strategy thing in retail. Just listen to what people want. You know, we recently started selling eucalyptus, which is, you know, like the green eucalyptus uh, branch. And I would have never, I've always had it. I would have never sold it online, but people love it. And that was something that came to be because of this entire time. So really starting to listen to people and what they want and what they want at home has been something that we've, we're trying to get better at and that we've, we've gotten better at and, and trying things out. And that's really where the dried flower thing came from. You know, it's really interesting because when you say listening to customers, my impression of what you just described was maybe partly listening to actual things they've said and combined with maybe observing certain kind of behaviors or trends? 
well, I guess it's, it's threefold. So it's a combination of things that sell right in store. So using dried flowers as an example, um, I know that they sell a lot in store and I know the first thing people buy when they walk in, like, I know it's going to be either these dried flowers in a vase or it's going to be the dried flower stem bar. So that's number one. And then number two is actually listening to things that they say. Right. So what kind of feedback, I mean, like I mentioned, we're really, we're very present on social. So what kind of stuff are they, are they reposting? Like what kind of stuff are they saying to me when they call me to ask me about an order or if they walk in the store or what are they reposting? And then third, it's a thousand percent. It's what's, what, what are people, what are the trends saying, right? Like dried flowers have, have been having a moment for a while. So, you know, it's also paying attention to those things that are, that are, that are happening. Um, and sort of like jumping on those three things and making sure that, that you're on top of, of that. And then, it's, we, we do a lot of, and then figuring out what your focus is, right? Like we do a lot of, um, home. My focus is not like I mentioned on like the weddings and stuff. My focus is on helping you beautify your space. So homes are a huge part of that. And for me, it's also what's happening in home trends. You know, what, what do, what can I, what pitch to people that they'd want to put in their homes right now? And that was a huge part of the success that we had with the pivot because people are home, right? So you're home, you're looking at your home all the time. So how can I help you like make it look better or make it look different? So that was also part of the process. What advice would you give to other flower shop owners and just small business owners in general who want to take a step to, you know, being able to, you know, sell online and, or, you know, people who are just still kind of feeling stuck because as you know, the past couple of months have been really difficult for a lot of businesses. Yeah. My, my biggest recommendation is just to start. You have to start somewhere. Um, you know, just, just try. I think, you know, it's like the most annoying thing someone ever told me was, was, you know, every business is a, is a process of trial and error, which is the most annoying thing to hear, but it's sort of the truth, right? Like you're never going to, you're never going to have the an answer off the bat. You're going to have the answer after you've tried something and it might work. It might not work, but that's sort of like the beauty of the whole process of being on an entrepreneur is learning through all those experiences. and. I think just start, right? Like just start that website, just have, do it yourself, have someone help you and, and start selling and start learning and just get out there and talk to people. I think one of the things that's helped us the most is I talk to my clients a lot. I mean, on, on social, <laughs> like I'm, if you go to our Instagram, um, at, at house of lilac, I mean, I'm always on there saying something. I'm always talking about what's going on. I'm always asking for feedback. I'm always talking about what's, what we're doing and what, what we, what we could do for you. And I think it builds a sense of, of trust in people and in clientele that they appreciate. And that's helped us a lot. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I love your story. How can our listeners, oh, thank you. um, you know, around the country or even around the world, how can they support you? Oh, uh, go to houseoflilac.com. That's our website. 
You can find all of our dried flowers there. We're launching an, a whole base shop next week, which I'm really excited about. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at House of Lilac if you want to keep up with what's going on. Thank you so much for joining us today, Melanie. Thanks for having me, Andres. Make sure to check the show notes to learn more about Melanie and House of Lilac. If this episode inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, visit changeofplanspodcast.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in.